You are Locked On NC State, your daily podcast on the NC State Wolfpack, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, Wolfpack fans. It's me again, Kenton Gibbs, bringing you another episode of Locked On Wolfpack. And ladies and gentlemen, we've talked about camp enough. We've talked about the the nitty-gritty details of that enough. And we'll we'll talk about it some more leading up to the season. But today's going to be one of those fun episodes where we talk about a little bit of everything and a little bit of nothing all at once. Because we, first of all, we have to discuss uh, Doran's ranking according to Sporting News, as well as we've seen some cases in the NIL lately where there have been very beautiful things that happened that, this is a feel-good story that NIL has allowed. And we've also seen some things that are like, ah, we knew this was coming. Uh, the, the things that are not so savory, uh, a lot like what happened on Pony Express uh, going on as far as NIL goes. So are, are you ready to get into this, Brett? Because I got Brett Freelander here. And in today's episode, we're... Like I said, we're going to have fun with this thing because this is we got some fun topics on hand today. And we got the freak list. Big Ink and Dylan McMahon both making the freak list. So, so we're going to have some fun with this thing today. You ready? Absolutely. It's the weekend, and this is the best way to start it off. So, first of all, starting off with Dorn, number three coach in the ACC behind uh, Dabo, who was number one in the ACC, number two in the country. And Mac Brown, who was number two in the ACC, number 10 in the country. And Doran, number three uh, in the ACC, number 29 in the country. Manny Diaz, um, four and 31. Bronco Mendenhall, five and 32. Scott Satterfield, six and 37. Dave Clausen, eight and 43. Dave Cutcliffe, nine and 44. Pat Narduzzi, 10 and 45. Justin Fuente, 11 and 51. Jeff Halfley, 12-52. Uh, Mike Norvell, 13-65. Jeff Collins, 14. Hmm. Was, was I 14 or 15? You were 14. 14 and 69. One more after him. 69. And Dino Babers rounds out the group at 15 14. and 76. So, tell me, do you think those rankings are accurate? Do you think Dorn is where he needs to be? Do you think he's a little underrated? Do you think he's a little overrated? What do you think about that? I have two thoughts after listening to you read that list. Number one, Dave Clawson at Wake Forest is perpetually undervalued. I think that he's much, he's much better than, I think, what, just seven or eight or whatever. But I, I think he should be higher. But I think Dave Doran at number three is about right. And I think it's really significant, actually. You know, ratings are ratings. But I think in this case, it's, it's really something that you really should take note of. Because I think slowly but surely, and it's still not there yet, but it's getting there. NC State is finally starting to get a little respect. And, and Dave Doran, uh, you know, has been there a while. Um, I think last year was probably his best coaching job. I mean, he's had more wins and, you know, he's had wins go to the NFL. But I think last year under the circumstances was, was by far his best coaching job. And uh, I, I'm really anxious to see how he follows up on that because, um, you know, to, to continue to get respect, you still have to produce. But uh, I think it's great that people are starting now to take notice and either not ignoring NC State or undervaluing NC State. And um, I think this is a, a good step forward. In the words of Rodney Dangerfield, 
I don't get no respect <laughs> at all in this university. But you know what? This is a situation where, like you said, it's building and it builds over time. The only way to quickly build national respect is, is championships. That's that's about it. The only other way, the only other way to do so uh, without championships is to be steadily consistent, doing what you do, doing what you do, doing what you do. And that's at the end of the day what Dorn has done. He's done a good job of consistently winning enough. And I mean, I I understand that people want the signature win. People want, well, hey, I want to have a, a top program in the country. It's I'll I'll just put it like this. In today's college landscape, it is harder and harder to retain the top coaches. Regardless of what conference you're in, it gets harder and harder to retain top coaches. But with that being said, it is doable. It's not an, an impossible task. And Doran, to me, has shown consistently that he can put together a winner, that he can develop some players, that he does what you need to do. And the biggest thing that I think is, is very important, right? I would not say this if this were not something I had a good amount of certainty of for as long as I've been around this program. He is not going to put you on the news in a negative way. Yep. Yep. And you know what else, too, Kenton? Uh, and, and I think that, you know, obviously the COVID and the extra year of eligibility for some guys has, has played into this. But it also takes time to build the kind of depth. And, you know, that look at Clemson. They, they lose, you know, Trevor Lawrence. Well, they plug in a five-star DJ ukulele or however you pronounce his name in, in you know, for him. You know, they lose Travis Etienne, and they're going to plug a five-star, you know, running back in to replace him, the kid from Weddington um, uh, it, that NC State really wanted. Um, but, you know, at NC State, Oren and his staff, especially since he, he changed things around with his staff a couple of years ago, have put together three really strong recruiting classes. And he's built some depth now. And he's built some of that progression in the, in, the, in the program where when one guy leaves, you plug in another guy who is you know, just as talented, but maybe just not, a little, you know, not, not as experienced. I mean, look at this year's team. With the exception of quarterback, I think, you've got experienced guys on your second team on your depth chart. And in some cases, like in the linebacking core, on your third team. And so I, I think that really bodes well because when you have a situation where like two years ago where you had all those injuries and it just decimated the team, now you can withstand some of that. And, and I think that those things take time. And, and, and I think gradually, Oren and his staff at NC State have gotten to the point where they're starting to build that kind of depth. I, I measured yesterday. I talked about uh, why I believe that Doran is right where he needed to be based on four areas, okay? Player development recruiting, winning percentage, and um, winning percentage. And I, why can I not remember the fourth criteria? Well, right integrity now? is up there. I oh, don't know if that was one of them. Replacement but... levels was the replacement yep, level as it, because I talked about the fact that the date market in Raleigh, different than the dating market in El Paso, Texas, different than the dating <laughs> market in Atlanta, different than the dating market in Omaha, Nebraska. Like those are all very different. It's, it's all about what you can get, what's attainable for you, and what are you around. So, uh, but you know what? Integrity is absolutely one because we were talking about Bobby Petrino before we got on, yeah. on air today. And if you really think about it, right, at Louisville, I mean, let's be honest, he's the guy. He's the guy for that job. Is that there is no ifs, ands, or buts about it. There's no way around it. He looks amazing every time he goes back to uh, every time he goes back to Louisville. But what's the problem? 
like you said, the integrity part. He's always going to have yep. you on the news. He's always going to be, oh, look, he's riding around with one of the interns again. Oh, look, <laughs> he's done thing X, Y, and Z again. And, I mean, we're, it's, it's laughing but very serious because it's one oh, of those absolutely. things. It's a black eye on your, your program. It's a black eye on what you want to be, especially in the year of 2021. We're no longer in an environment or in an area where your fans will keep supporting regardless of how immoral your your coaching staff is being. You don't have to worry about that with uh, with Dorn and his guys for the most part. You don't. That's it. He might be boring, but you know what? That's not, that's not necessarily a bad thing. And I'll tell you what, in 2021, boring is good. Boring yeah. is good. Not sticking yep. his foot in his mouth, not saying something that's going, you know, I, I'm just saying in today's society, boring is very good. So other than that, the next thing that we got to get to today is uh, we have got to talk about the freak list and our two guys who have landed on it. But before we do, let me tell you all about some things that aren't fun to talk about in life. And one of them is excessive sweating. You know when you're sweating through your shirts for no reason, it's embarrassing. It may not be something that's life or death, but it could be the make or break difference in between that young person saying yes or no when you ask for a date. Some of you may know that some of you may know someone who's dealt with this. Some of you may be able to uh, unable to speak in public without sweating through a shirt or two. But listen, the fact of the matter is it shouldn't be a big deal. It shouldn't be an embarrassment to anybody. Nobody likes to pit it out during an important speech or interview or first date. I'd much rather not worry about it. And that's why you should use sweat block antiperspirant wipes. Sweat block is strong and more effective than clin- clinical antiperspirants. You simply apply it at night before you go to bed. The next morning you wake up, wash, and go about your day without worrying about sweat. Guaranteed. I know this will sound too good to be true, but many folks have used sweat block once or twice. Many folks have used sweat block, and you only have to use it once or twice a week, and it keeps you dry the whole time. No more pitting it out. No more picking shirts based on which ones hide to sweat better. So if you or someone you love is dealing with this, you have to check out sweat block. Get it 20% off at sweatblock.com with promo code locked on or at Amazon and CBS. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Now, another thing that we need to talk about is uh, Big Ick and Dylan McMahon, who made the uh, the freak list for being just physically imposing characters or being able to do things physically that defy the odds. And Dylan McMahon, I mean, Ick is obviously, he's just one of those guys that just is very powerfully built through and through and has the ability to exert force in a very small area in a way the few others can. Dylan McMahon, on the other hand, is what most people would call the most flexible uh, lineman they've ever seen. And that is a pretty amazing distinction because for a guy his size to 
be able to bend and move. You know, as many people say about the run game, it's all about bending and banging, right? Like that is yep. that is what they like to call that. And he's got the ability to do so. And in a, a system like ours where I believe it was over 70% of the runs uh, last year were zone runs, I think that that definitely puts him in a good spot. What do you think about those two making the freak list? Well, the fact that Icky's on it is no surprise because, first of all, just watch his highlight reel from last year and all the pancakes that he had. But uh, at the uh, ACC kickoff in Charlotte a couple of weeks ago, I asked um, uh, Grant Gibson about that. I said, you know, up at the press when we see Icky level somebody out in the open field, uh, we all go, ooh, and ah. I said, do you guys do that on the field too when you see that? And he said, absolutely. The guy is just amazing. So we knew that. To me, Dylan McMahon being on that freak list is, is really a big deal because, listen, I think the key to NC State's success, how far the Wolfpack goes this year, is entirely dependent on how healthy Devin Leary stays. I mean, you just look at the, you know, all the weapons he has around him. You look at the defense, the way it's stacking up, and you know, the, 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 the impact that the graduate transfers or the transfers uh, in significantly improving or filling the gap in the middle on the off on the defensive line and improving the secondary right now, it, you know, the only area that, you know, if, if, if you have a guy go down, you're not sure. I mean, Ben Finley played great for a couple of quarters last year in one game, but Devin Leary is the guy and to have an experienced line and to have, you know, a guy who isn't as tested as Gibson and as, uh, icky, you know, to fill in, you know, the gap for, say, Skullthorpe leaving, uh, that's just big. That's huge because if you can keep Dylan, I mean, uh, Devin Leary off of his back, and if you can keep him, his jersey clean, and, you know, him not on the sideline on crutches, you got a better chance to win. And I think that uh, the fact that Dylan's being recognized as a freak, as a, one of those physical guys, is, is really a good sign. So when I'm looking at uh, when I'm looking at this list and I'm looking at the the guys who are who are on it, I mean Bruce Feldman does an amazing job with this thing because for some folks it's their their uh, ability to burst and and ability to um, ability to just be very quick twitch and all that. For some folks it is a particular thing like Dylan McMahon with the uh, with the flexibility. But I I think that this is very interesting because the position battle between him and Chandler uh, Zavala the Fairmont State grad transfer who, I mean, at the end of the day, if you look at him measurable-wise, you're like, <laughs> oh, okay. I can see why you bring a guy like that in even though he has just one year of eligibility left. He makes you look like a, like, like a lightweight. Hey, listen. Hey, listen. I, I'll say this, all right? I have gone against Bigger on the board drill, and I haven't lost twice. I'm not saying that. I'm just I'm, saying I'm, the guy's 6'5", 325. So, uh, you know, he's going to be tough to move. I hear you. I hear you. I, see, see, this is this is the problem. I've been competing in too many things lately, and my, my competitive mode is turned back on. I need to I need to relax and cut it off. I'm, I'm being the, <laughs> the sports journalist right now. But that's another story for another time. Now, the position battle between Dylan McMahon and Chandler Savala, I think, is a great thing for this team because you end up in a situation where, one, you're going to have two guys that are ready. Which, like we talked about, injuries happen all the time. You do not want a case where one of your guys goes down and you're like, hey, freshman, that's only 240 pounds and we needed you to bulk up about another 60 before you played. It's time to play. And you know what? Even if nobody goes down, 
if you can limit the number of snaps these guys out on the line half early and you know and in the middle of the season when you get down toward the end you know that game against unc at the end you guys are going to have fresher legs which means you're going to be able to be stronger you'll be able to you know do a better job open those holes up for those running backs you're you're better off at, you know at the end of the year so i think it's a win-win in a lot of different ways absolutely and not only that one thing that Doran has done a good job of, and this goes all the way back to Matt Canada uh, being the offensive coordinator. When <laughs> it was, it, it has always been a situation where whoever the best players are will get utilized, right? So if yep. Zavala is a baller and McMahon is a baller, we're probably going to see some unbalanced lines. We're probably going to see a, a situation where we have one of them. Well, actually, in college, I don't think you have to report as tackle eligible. But we're probably going to see a situation where one of them lines up at tight end and we're running downhill yeah. at teams. So, I mean, it's, it's, competition is never a bad thing. It's never a bad thing in any way, shape, form, or fashion. But this brings me to our next fun thing. And, and that, hey, oh, by the way, we talk about that offensive line. Tyrone Riley is back for, what, year seven? And Bryson Spees is a returning starter, too. I mean, there's a lot of different ways they can mix and match that group. I, that's going to be a really good group. I think, oh, absolutely. Year. Absolutely. That group, they're definitely going to be – there's definitely going to be some, some pancake bottles handed out this year. <laughs> and, by the way, we've talked about how, how much a, a local syrup company is missing out by not getting that. But let's talk about the NIL a little bit. because yes. nice segue there, by the way. We are in enough. We've seen enough <laughs> to see the things that we have all talked about. Oh, this is a feel-good story anywhere except the NCAA. We've seen that, and we've also seen a lot of what happened on the Pony Excess. You remember when, uh, what was it? What was his name? Eric Dickerson said, yeah, yeah so Texas A&M kind of dropped this car off, and um, I don't want to go to Texas A&M, <laughs> but I already got the car. <laughs> well and guess what that's legal now it's legal now it's legal <laughs> ladies and gentlemen first of all let's start with the feel-good story one yep. of our sponsors here that we'll get to in just a moment built bar has given all of the walk-ons on byu's team scholarships amazing beautiful story wonderful let's, Let's let's make no bones about that, right? That is, I'll, I'll tell you this much. I could not imagine being a walk-on. I give all the love and all the credit in the world to walk-ons because football monopolizes your time in a way in college, even if you're a walk-on, that you are not going to have another job. You are de facto saying, yeah, I'm cool with taking on, depending on the school you're at, 50, 60, on the low end now. That's on the low end. Fifty, sixty thousand worth of student loans, paid back at interest rate so high. I'm probably gonna be paying this till I'm fifty. You're, that's what you're saying, and you're saying I'm gonna go out there and get beat up on by these starters, and I'm gonna do my best to give them a good look. That's what you're saying, and I, I give all my love and respect and admiration to them. And and so shout out to Bill Bar for that. But then we're gonna go to the other end of this thing. <laughs> LSU. <laughs> <laughs> Come on down to the floor, Tigers. Come on now. Because some of their players have NIL deals with the local Ford uh, dealership. And there's been some muscle cars popping up around there. Some, some American muscle. And I ain't talking about the athletes popping up all over LSU. I'm talking more Mustangs than SMU and they were good. <laughs> so, with that being said, Brett, 
Do any do either of these stories change your outlook on the NIL? Or are you like, eh, all's fair in love and war? And do you feel like this in any way changes the the does do you feel like this gives a competitive advantage per se to an LSU? Well, in this particular case, absolutely it does, but they were already in the SEC and basically who's it give them a competitive edge against? Uh, Alabama? I mean, it, it's not like, you know, they they already had an edge over over Everybody in the ACC, except for perhaps Clemson, but I, I, I don't even think that's the case. Here's the thing. Look, NIL is a good thing, and it's about time. And I'm not even going to use this, the term student-athletes because that's such a joke because uh, they don't care. You know, the NCAA doesn't care about the student part of it. Um, it gives athletes an opportunity to, to benefit from their effort because right now, yeah, you know, room and board and tuition, that, that, is, that is really a, a, a big deal because that's a lot of money like you said, but considering the amount of money that the schools and the coaches are bringing in, they, they, they should get something for their time. So I don't have a problem with either one. Now, I, I think that the NCAA should, first of all, I think the NCAA should be blown up and started all over again. And maybe like the, the power five or whatever is going to be left after the big 12 goes away. I, I think that, uh, that maybe the, the top programs should start an organization and let everybody else kind of fend for themselves, at least in football. But I think that what's left of the NCAA should do away with scholarship limits. Because if you're going to have people like Bilt Bar that are going to be paying the way for all these funds, um, you know, then there's a way around all things. And I'm sure the coaches will start to, you know, get other people to finance their, uh, their, their best players. And that way they'll give them more scholarships to use for, you know, everybody else and for depth. So I think basically get rid of scholarship limits. Let basically it be every man for himself. Uh, you know, and listen, if LSU is going to do it, might as well get everybody else to do it. I mean, go over to Crossroads Ford and see if you can get some guys for Peyton, you know, some, some, some wheels for Peyton Wilson and for Bam Knight and Devin Leary and Emeka Amizi and all those other guys. But let me just say this. If, if this is the way things are going to be, if it is going to be, quote unquote, the wild, wild west, as Mike Krzyzewski called it then I, I, I think that you have to go back and you have to give Reggie Bush his Heisman Trophy. You have to then drop all, um, you know, violations, you know, extra benefit violations, uh, including the one involving Dennis Smith Jr. You just have to drop investigations and say, you know what? Everything's legal now. One is done and, and, and be done with it because to, to, to punish people for basically now what is legal would be really hypocritical. And, and while the NCAA is a hypocritical organization, that would even be beyond its, its scope. You know, I, I 100% agree with the idea that um, at this point, there is, we're going to see a, a wild, wild west-like environment per se. But here's the very interesting thing about that. Um, Coach K, didn't, one of your players, weren't they recently involved in a thing <laughs> with like a lawyer and Adidas and, and something along those lines of him getting paid yeah. early? Yeah, wasn't his name like Zion something or other? You, I don't know. It's, no, wait a minute. You can't call it the Wild Wild West when you're wearing the Spurs, the Chaps, and the Six yeah, Shooter. Yeah. What are you doing? But, you know, it, this, see, but this is all the product of, you know, everybody making their own rules. See, the NCAA is, is neutered. Congress won't do anything. There's got to be a national standard so that, you know, you can say, okay, well, you can accept 
endorsements up to certain amount, which you know then would have you know, make it so that you couldn't take a car. Or, you know, you have to have parameters and, and you have to have everybody playing by the same rules. And right now, everybody's not playing by the same rules. And, and it's not going to change any because, again, the NCAA doesn't want to do anything because they, they're the NCAA. And Congress isn't going to do anything because, you know, I mean, they can't it, agree on anything. So, basically, it's going to be every man for himself in this, in this particular case for the foreseeable future. But my question that's is not this. Good. My question is this. What do you even do, right? Like, okay. Uh, I don't know. You say, it's, it's above my pay grade. Exactly. You say you can't get a car. Okay, great. Uh, I'll give you $28,999. <laughs> How much does this new Mustang go for? $28,996. Go well, buy yourself a I mean, Gatorade with the extra three. Yeah, but you know, the thing about it is you, you, could, you could cap it at saying, you know what, no individual endorsement can be over a thousand dollars, but then or and, or whatever, you know, you know what I'm saying. It, it's, I agree. It's, it's I agree. doable. I agree that it's doable. But then, are you not in essence doing the same thing that the NCAA did in the first place, just to a diet amount? Yeah. Because to go. me, and to me, here's, so you know what? Here's here's just, my only argument for why I think the NL, the NIL should be the Wild Wild West. It should be like this forever. For this reason, at the end of the day, do we not already see this? If you yeah. compare the yeah. if you compare LSU's facilities to Tulane's, like <laughs> that is not. I and 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 again, we're laughing, but let's be real about it. It's if you're truth. looking at just the facilities, nothing else, just where these players have to train, develop, and get better. Tulane is a FBS program now. This is not a program that is on the that can't give out scholarships or has a, a lesser yeah. amount than LSU. Yeah. They're allegedly on the same level. Go look at the difference between yeah. look at a Alabama and a, a, um, a what's the Southern Alabama. Look at yeah. the difference. Look, look at look at NC State and UNC compared to East Carolina. And, I mean, and it's, that's it's it's the same thing. And, and that's my point by saying. At the end of the day, these advantages and disadvantages are always going to exist. The best thing that you can do if you're one of the smaller schools, you better find yourself a dealership to partner up with, buddy. Yep. You yep. better, hey, you better, uh, if you're at ECU, you better go find Leith Honda of, of Greenville and yep. get it rolling. Because, I mean, Absolutely. It, it, and it, it's, I know that a lot of people are saying that this is professionalizing sports, except Dabo for some reason. It's not professionalizing to him. I don't know why yeah. just him is the only one who's saying this isn't professionalizing the game at all. That's because he said if it gets professionalized, he's quitting. And he quit. If he says it's professionalized, then they're going to gig him for Listen, not quitting. So, you can yeah. live on. You can say I'm going to quit if something happens and not do it. Look at Mel Kuyper with uh, Jimmy Clausen. He said he was going <laughs> to quit if that didn't pan out. Last time I checked, I have about as many touchdowns in the NFL as Jimmy Clausen. <laughs> you have as many. Anybody listening to this probably has as many as Jimmy Clausen. So, I mean, the fact of the matter is, these inequalities are going to exist. They are already in place. I think the worst thing that the NCAA can do, or the worst thing that whatever governing body that assembles after the NCAA falls apart can do, is say, I'm going to try to strip those away because it's, it's impossible. It, the, if you if you hear about the things that Alabama has going on as like just from a facility standpoint, they have a lazy river in their locker room. I know, right? Like they have a lazy <laughs> river. What do you, what does a Toledo do to compete with that? Toledo just got a weight room big enough for all the players to lift in at once. I'm lying to you not. 
for years, when I was in high school being recruited by them, they had like a super tiny weight room. And they were like, yeah, we train by uh, position groups because if we tried to train all at once, we wouldn't have enough to fit in this locker room. That's no tea, no shade to Toledo. I'm sure that their facilities have been upgraded and they look great now. But my, my point in saying this is you go right over to Columbus from Toledo, you'll see a very different situation. And that's so you, without cars included. But you know what? That, that is the argument then for the NCAA either to be restructured or done away with and say the top, I don't know, 64, 72, however many programs, you know, want to make the financial commitment to play and compete at that top level have its own body and, 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 and do away with conferences you know, you, you can kind of structure them the way the NFL does with, with divisions and everything like that. But, I mean, and, and just kind of do their own thing. And, and maybe just limit it to football. And you can still have your conferences and you can still have everybody else in every other sport. And that way you keep your NCAA tournament in basketball. But, uh, you know, in, in football, listen, Jim Phillips at, at, in Charlotte a couple of weeks ago said what has not been said and, and, you know, has been whispered for years in the ACC. Even in the ACC, football drives the bus. Football is it because it is the number one generator of, 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 of income. And so, you know, football needs to drive the bus when it comes to the administration of college athletics too. And I think the only way you can do that is by the top football programs, break away, do their own thing. And here's here's my and, and we gotta pay some bills pretty soon here, but but here's where I'm yeah, because Bill Bar needs that money to pay those uh, uh, BYU hey, listen, walk after, on scholarships. After I saw those scholarships, I said I need a raise. <laughs> hold on, hold on, what's going on now? Y'all gotta pay me a little more to keep talking about y'all. But the, the fact of the matter is, I I think that at the end of the day, there are certain things in life that need to be closely regulated, right? Like yep. our water supply needs to be closely regulated. That shouldn't be for profit. Our electricity, somebody needs to watch over that, make sure nothing goes off the walls there. For these student athletes, let them go. Let them do, I'm sorry, you're right. Student athletes is a ridiculous term. For these athletes, let them go and do as they wish to, to have done. Let them go and figure out as they wish. Let's create the situation. But at the end of the day, if you look at the numbers, statistically, the NCAA for football, especially FBS, is already a farm system, more or less, for the NFL. Yep. There is no denying that. Of all the players in the NFL, I want to say there was something like less than 1% that did not go through the NCAA. I am the only one I can think of is Eric Swan about 20 years ago. And actually, he almost went to NC State. But uh, I, I can't think of too many guys who, who have not played college football that are in the NFL, except for maybe kickers and punters who came from Australia. And that's, that's my point exactly. There is no way around it. There is no way through it. But what I'm saying is you might as well just let this thing be, hey, this is a farm system. We are not going to tell you. Because if a minor leaguer, if somebody wants to pay a minor leaguer $20 million to advertise their stuff, guess what? That minor leaguer is going to get paid $20 million yeah. to advertise that stuff. That's just, it's what it is. We can all pretend and, and say, oh, this just grosses me out because there are people who have hundreds of thousands in student loans. Good. Take that up with the university. Take that up with the government for letting them have loans that have interest rates that are higher than toddlers' ages. The fact of the matter is, 
That is not apples and oranges. You're talking two different situations. So we'll be right back. But before we do, let me tell you all about betonline.ag. It's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season in full swing, and you can track all the action at BetOnline. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, regardless of the sport. And we have camp season is here. Preseason is here. Um, summer league basketball is here. It's all going on right now. So don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in the game because this is your chance to uh, to get in this betting game as teams prep for their seasons or their playoff runs. Head to the website today to sign up and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Use promo code Locked On when you go. Also, let me tell you all about the best tasting protein bar that's giving out more scholarships than than Bill and Melinda Gates. All right. Built Bar, <laughs> that is, okay? Built Bar is not only great tasting, but it's great for you. And they have so many delicious flavors. Coconut, Cherry Barcia, Raspberry, Mint Brownie, Double Chocolate, Salted Caramel, Strawberry, Orange, Cookies and Cream, or German Chocolate. They have something for everybody. And if you haven't tried all the flavors yet, you can get a mix box where you'll get two of each flavor. Not only is Built Bar great tasting, not only is it good to you, but it's good for you. With up to 17 or 18 grams of protein, with as little as 130 to 180 calories and only 4 to 5 grams of sugar and grams of net carbs in each bar, by the way. Covered in 100% chocolate, soft and chewy for the most part. These things are amazing. All amazing, all tasty, all healthy, all in one. Order today and get your grasshopper cookie or raspberry or whatever uh, flavor you like. Bill Bar is also the official partner of the U.S. track and field team. Go to BillBar.com and use promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off your order. Again, use promo code LOCK15 at BillBar.com. So we're about to land this thing. But one more thing that we talked about off air. Allegedly, Casey Morsel, University of Virginia transfer, has been lighting it up in summer camp for basketball. Brett, talk to me about this. What have the rumblings, what have the, I know you keep your ear to the streets. What have the pave, what has the pavement been telling you? The pavement has been telling me that Casey Morsell's skill set fits so much better into Kevin Keats's up and down, wide open style. We can get out in the open court and use that athleticism than he did at Virginia in that uh, packed line defense. Throw it around the, uh, the the zone for 28 to 30 seconds before you fire up a three at the end. Uh, he he should fit into this extremely well. I would say that he's got a really good chance to fill that role that Devin Daniels. Uh, played last year until he got hurt. Uh, that would be very big. Uh, listen, I think this NC State team is going to be really, really good. Uh, I'm scheduled to talk to uh, Keats uh, early next week. I'm doing previews for Blue Ribbon Basketball uh, Yearbook, and so I'll be able to give you more of a, a report after I talk to Kevin next week. But i got to tell you, Manny Bates is the other one I hear is just absolutely just killing it, and especially on the offensive end. And here's the thing. You know, we talk about the football team is, you know, as Devin Leary goes, the football team's going to go. In basketball, it's going to be as Manny Bates goes, so goes the Wolfpack because really, uh, you know, they like Ernest Ross. Um, The the other kid from Georgia who's got, I can't remember, you know, uh, Dwana, is that how you pronounce it? Yeah, yeah, I I get what you're talking about. You know, both of those kids got a lot of... Yeah, right. Both, yeah. both of yeah, right. Both of those guys have um, 
uh, have got a lot of talent, but they're still very raw. Uh, you know, it, it's a very, very big drop after after um, after Manny goes to the bench. And if he gets into foul trouble, which chances are he will a few times, or if he gets hurt, which he has in the past, um, that could be a problem. But really, there, you know, there's a, an abundance of talent, and I think that NC State in basketball is going to be a vastly underrated crew, especially if Casey Morsell comes in here and, uh, and, and, and lights it up and, and, and gives them – you know, the kind of dynamic athletic wing that they really haven't had in a while. I'll tell you this much. If he can do a lot of what Devin Daniels did, uh, I I don't know what more questions you would have about, number one, Casey Morsell as a player, and number two, about this team outside of their rebounding, of course. Rebounding well, I mean, and protection look, will always be problems. Darian Sebron's going to have to really help out on the boards. Uh, you know, he, he's really athletic. He likes to run up and down the floor and – and, and but he's going to have to you know crash the boards uh, a little bit more than he did last year because it's just not a, as much help you know with with DJ, uh, with uh, Funderburk gone. You know what's very interesting though when he is committed to rebounding, Sebron has been really good at it. He had a couple games where he was a double double guy last. But that's year. but that's the thing though he's got to be really committed to it. He's got to stay committed to it. Absolutely. Thank you so much for coming on, Brett. You can find his work on Twitter at bfriedacc. And I'm telling you, it is worth it every single time <laughs> to go on over there. You can find all of his pieces that he writes there as well. Uh, thank you all for showing up time and time again for me, Wolfpack Nation. I appreciate it. Again, the numbers keep growing. That means that y'all aren't just listening to this and sitting on your hands. You're sending it to your friends. You're telling them how great this show is. And, and I'm, I am eternally grateful to you all. Peace and love, y'all. And as always, go back. You are locked on NC State. Your daily podcast on the NC State Wolfpack. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.